Thanks for listening to the New Life Church Searcy podcast. If you'd like to get connected to what God is doing at the Searcy campus, you can text the word Searcy to 88000. There you can give online, get connected to a life group, find your place in a serve team, and so much more. You can also find today's message notes in the YouVersion Bible app. Just tap the link in the episode description to follow along during the sermon and save notes directly to your phone. Now prepare your hearts to hear a great word from God today. Morning, New Life Church. How y'all doing today? Woo, you guys got some energy, but I think we can do better. It's that student takeover. How are y'all doing today? There we go. Welcome to the youth. I'll tell you what. I know, I know Kevin is not here this morning. I, we had a student last night say that he stunk a little bit, so we had to kick him out. He smelled like chicken wings, so we had, we had to get the youth in here. And the, I know the youth can stink a little bit, but it's all right. We're here praising Jesus. Uh, welcome to church. Uh, if we could, let's just pray real quick and ask the Holy Spirit to be here if, that, if you are cool with that. Let's do that. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to come in here to speak to all the parents and all the, all the leaders and all the students all at the same time. Man, what, is, what a sweet opportunity. Holy Spirit, I ask that you prepare the parents' hearts to, to prepare what I have for them, what you have prepared for them. Holy Spirit, I pray that you are in this room right now, that your presence is felt, and that these parents know that you are here. We love you, Jesus. Amen. So like I said, this is a unique opportunity. We have parents in here. If you're a parent, give me a hoorah, give me a yeah. Yes. If you're a student in here, give me a yes. Wow, there we go. If you are a college-age student, give me a yes. Wow, they're all over here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this is an awesome opportunity to be able to speak to everybody all at the same time because there's not a lot of opportunities to be able to do that. I know we have like the foyer, but this is all at the same exact time. But with this opportunity, I want to be able to encourage you guys, encourage all the parents, encourage all the, the students, where I believe the Holy Spirit's really just pointing things out, some pros of where Jesus is really growing in these students, and uh, just to be honest with you guys, I believe that these students are just built different. If you guys believe that, let's get an amen. Like, these students are just built different. I don't know if you ever see them around, but there are a lot in kid life. There's a lot in kid life. There's a lot in little life. There's a lot in blends, greeting people. We have students everywhere, and that just shows that these students love you guys. They love the local church, and they love the Lord. Man, that's so good. Praise the Lord for them loving the Lord. I was asking God, hey, like, what's a verse that could really point out to where I believe, where you believe these students are at? And uh, I, I struggled with this a little bit. It brought me to, like, 1 Corinthians 9. I was like, God, is this really what you're asking? And then he really showed me Philippians 1.27. And I feel like this is really where I believe where our students are at. So if you have your Bible or your Bible app, go with me to Philippians 1.27. If you don't have your Bibles or whatever, we have it up here on the screens. So uh, your screen Bible is what we like to call it. So let's read. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is good, which is the good news. I can't think of a better verse or a better way to explain where our students are at. 
These students are all together. They work together. They see the purpose. They see the mission. They see the fight, and they do it together. I've seen them at football games where they're talking to people, encouraging people. If someone's away by themselves alone, they will go encourage them. I have seen students do that. I've seen students invite them to church, talk to them about Jesus. These students are on it. Like I said, they are built different. They love the Lord. They see the mission. They see how Jesus can move, and they do that. I've seen them at... I've seen these students worship their hearts out. A lot of students, they'd come in and they, they don't really know what worship is. We show them how to worship. We teach them how to worship. And then we, we encourage them to do that. And these students worship their hearts out. I've never seen as many students pour their hearts out, going for, for the Lord, crying, jumping up and down, hands raised. These students love the Lord. Can I get an amen for that? Man, that's just so good to see. I know in high school, it can be very difficult. You're surrounded by a lot of people who don't really love the Lord, don't really know the Lord. They say they love the Lord, but they don't live it out. You're surrounded by a lot of people. But the students who go here to New Life, the students who I've seen grow, they love the Lord. There's a stat out there that like, says like 4% of people uh, of this generation of Gen Z aren't Bible-believing Christians. And that's so hard to hear because that's telling me 96% of students in Gen Z do not believe in the Bible. And that's so sad to hear because that's way more than 50%. I don't know if you guys know that. It's 96%. But I can tell you what, the students that I see, the students that I have rec- recognized as the Holy Spirit have pointed out to me, 100% of those students love the Lord. 100% of those students believe in the Bible. And that is so good. Come on now, can I get an amen for that? Man, welcome to youth. I know, I know sometimes we like to be quiet, but we got to be loud. We're a student takeover. We are a student takeover. We got to be jumping up and down. They show Jesus very well, and they do it with a smile on their face. Um, the week of VBS, I was so encouraged because we had about four or five students who would be up here at 9 a.m. and would leave about 11 p.m. And they would, they would do that Monday, Tuesday. We had youth on Wednesday, and then we had Thursday, and they'd come up to serve on VBS. And this is four or five students just helping Kim and Lauren. They did that all week, and they did it with a smile on their face. And, hey, Johnson, does Kim need help today? I don't know. Let me text her. Yeah, she needs help. Can you be there? Um, I'm there. These students love the local church. They serve Sunday services like their hearts out. They serve Wednesday, and they serve the community so well. If you guys see a student, man, give them a high five because they are doing great. They are, they are loving you guys as much as possible so you guys can come and hear Kevin preach and that they can take care of your kids. They can take care of the coffee. They can take care of the door doors. They love the local church. We also, we also have a uh, little intern group in our, in our ministry of real life that we call crew. If you're a crew student, stand up real quick. If you're a crew student. Wow. Praise God. We only got two because we got more up there. We got more back there. We got more up serving. Crew students, they are awesome. They, they serve their hearts out. The, the, the heart that we had for this past summer was to serve the, the community as much as possible, to see the needs and see how, how can we help them. And <laughs> we were driving around, and we saw so much trash in every single park in Searcy. So we were like, we got to do something about this. So I, I believe it was June. As you can see, we got a picture here. TJ, I don't know why you're upset, bro, but you're upset in this photo, man. You need to put a smile on your face, bro. It was super hot. It was like 110 degrees. You see no clouds in that sky right there. It was 110 degrees. We're out there just picking up trash. And we went to every single park in Searcy and uh, just picked up all the trash. 
Next month, we, went, we did a car wash, and all the proceeds of that car wash went to chair, uh, Child Safety Center. And we raised about $450 to go to Child Safety Center. TJ, I don't know what it is, bro, but you still don't have a smile on your face. You were, that's what it was. You were soaking wet. <laughs> we spent four or five hours on our own Saturday to go do that and to, to give all that money to Child Safety Center and to help them out as much as possible. And then the last month of summer, we saw the need of Timothy Hill and saw all these students who were, um, who were orphans, and we were out, out there going to go help them. We played some games with them. We played football with them. We set a whole day just to spend about two or three hours eating with them. We had guacamole, and the guacamole stunk for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. We can ask them about it. We also went to Lonsdale, Arkansas for Collide Camp. I know I'm throwing a lot of things to you because these students are involved as much as possible. We went to Lonsdale, Arkansas for Collide Camp. And when we came back, man, it was so good. The Holy Spirit was in the vehicle and it was amazing. I've heard many stories from other vehicles, but in the vehicle that I was driving, we had students who were, cha- were being challenged at Collide Camp. And they were just, they were talking about how they could grow closer to the Lord and how they noticed where they were weak and how they could be strong. And one of those areas was they were a little nervous about praying in front of people. So what we did was we threw some worship music on and we just, we talked about it. I said, hey, look, I'm going to pray. I'm going to lead you guys in prayer. I'm going to show prayer. I'm going to show you guys how to pray or pray in front of people. And I'm going to help teach you guys on how to do it. And I'm going to encourage you to go do it. So we put worship music on. We worshiped together. We were singing our hearts out. Some of us were sleeping. Others, other, others of us, we were just singing our hearts out. And then every student in that vehicle were like, hey, what can we pray for you about? And they would confess it. And these students would pray over other students in the vehicle. Man, it was such a sweet moment. Moment. We talked about life, how we could help each other, how we could grow, and how we, can we bring people closer to Jesus. It was such an amazing opportunity. And then we had Collide Conference about in August where we had about two, uh, I think, a thousand students come to Conway to worship Jesus and to learn more about Jesus. And if they didn't know Jesus, we're going to proclaim the gospel to them. The conversations from that, man, let me just tell you guys, it was, it was awesome. Students were talking about how they heard from God. How Jesus was speaking to them through visions. We're speaking to them through dreams. We're talking to them directly. It was amazing. These students are, are in love with Jesus, and they want to proclaim Jesus. Um, I know I said a lot of stuff, but I know it's, you're not hearing it from the horse's mouth, and you need to hear it from the horse's mouth here. So I asked two students to come up and talk about how Jesus has really been moving in their life. And let me just tell you, these two students are amazing. We got Caitlin Walker, who's going to be t- speaking. Give it up for Caitlin Walker. And then we got TJ Rogers, who's also going to be speaking. Give it up for TJ. Hopefully you say it with a smile on your face this time. <laughs> these two students, they are leaders. They love to talk about Jesus, like I said. They always, or they're very influential. They see someone alone, and they will go talk to them. They are very bold and for Jesus, and they see the mission, and they go do it without a, a fear. So... Kaylin, all yours, sister. So as Johnson said, my name is Kaitlyn. I'm a sophomore at Searcy, and I've been in real life since I was in seventh grade. So um, real life has really been the foundation um, for my junior high and high school years. Even like it's, it's hard. Those are hard years. So um, it's really helped me get through um, my high school um, so real life has brought me friends, um, in my life that have been able to keep me accounted for my relationship with God. Not only has it brought me 
Friends my age, my age, but it has brought me many mentors. Our leaders are so special and important to each and every student. I love the memories it has brought me, the takeaways from each message, and the intentional times and moments it has brought me with the Lord. I've been in crew for several years now, and that has impacted my life so much. I've been able to dive a little bit deeper into the Word of God and help the community and meet new students that walk through the doors each Wednesday. Crew has given me the chance to volunteer um, to help the community, and it has also helped me grow in my leadership quality. Um, I've been challenged in my faith each week. I think Johnson has led our crew for about two years now, and it's been absolutely amazing. He has taught us how to dive deeper into the Bible and learn in more ways than one. Collide Conference, like he said, has also was a huge impact on our lives. It gave me a way to connect to other students at different campuses um, around the state of Arkansas. It's also been amazing to see the um, people worship that are in our grade and um, around our age. Uh, because, like he said, again, only 4% of our generation is Bible-believing Christians. And you can for sure see that in our schools. When you walk through the schools, you don't hear people talking about Jesus. Rarely. It's just sad. But um, you got to see people worship, crying, hands and knees, praising the Lord, and it was absolutely amazing. Parents, if you have a student that is 7th through 12th grade, I highly recommend they try real life. We get to play games, meet new people, have fun, have an intentional times with Jesus, devotions, worship, and small groups where we're given the chance to ask questions. So that's all I have for you. So next up is TJ. Okay, um, I told everybody I wasn't nervous, but you see my hand shaking or anything, just, just go with it. Um, if you guys don't know me, I am TJ, and I've been a real-life student for about four years now. And um, I remember my first time here. Uh, Johnson was the first one to greet me with a lot of energy. And uh, I tried to, I've tried to match that energy, but he just has a little too much. <laughs> and um, I give a lot of credit to Craig, wherever Craig is. Uh, you know, he really got some great messages and get, brought us some great words. And, um, you know, that's been a, a lot to talk about and think about in your head when you go home. You're like, hey, I learned this or, uh, hey, we talked about this and all that kind of stuff. So um, crew, I've been a crew student for two years now. And, um, man, it's hard. Just kidding. Uh <laughs> Crew is just, like she said, it's another way to dive deeper and to really, you know, at our young age, we, like you said, 4%. That's not a lot. I, Johnson did the math. I won't do it. But that's not a lot. And, you know, with, with that 4%, you add something and, you know, you can make it a lot bigger. And we have the opportunity and we have ways to make that bigger, to make that 4%, 5%. You know, it's a big difference. And... Um, like I said, cruise just another thing to dive deeper and learn more. Um, this year was my second time at Collide Conference. It's a bit smaller, two-day trip to Conway down and back. Uh, you see guys and are worshiping, and you, see, you really connect with people that want to learn more about God because you don't see a lot of kids our age wanting to learn more about God. And so with that being said, you know, just being there and being able to worship and not feel weird, not feel awkward, to go and, you know, like you're an outcast, 
because you're not alone in any situation. And, you know, if Kali's not enough, you have Kali Camp. It's a two-day trip. You stay there with a whole bunch of smelly people and one cabin and, you know, no Wi-Fi, so you're not on your phone at all. Um, you know, you're doing the same thing as Kali Conference. You're just worshiping, praising, praying, no talking about them. And, um, you know, I think that's just really good in itself. You meet a lot of new people. I've met a lot of new friends over the few years that I've been and um, still stay in contact with those friends. We still talk. We still hang out um, when I'm down there in their area or if they're down there in mine. Um, you know, it's good to, it brings a lot of social skills as well. I think that's a big thing is being able to talk about them, being able to go and be like, hey, um, how's, your, how's, how's your prayer life or how, is your, how are you doing in this area? And, um, you know, I say Johnson definitely helped me a lot with that as being a great mentor. And all the rest of the leaders in here, uh, Michael, uh, Kinsey, Brittany, when she's here, uh, a lot of Brody, Casey, you guys, uh, I thank you guys a lot because it has definitely helped me in my years of 16 years of life because I can tell you my, my seventh grade year before I came here, it's a little rough. But I'm better now, semi. So, um, I, uh, yeah, that's really all I have for you guys today. Uh, thank you guys for listening to me and Caitlin. And now I think, Johnson, I think you're up next again. Thank you. These students are just awesome. They, they really do pour their hearts out. Not just TJ and Caitlin, but the whole ministry. I know uh, it's been a lot of just catching you guys up and what the Holy Spirit's been really pointing out to me. Um, I want to I partner with you guys and help you guys um, in any way that I can. Uh, I know I'm not, a, I'm not a parent of a teenager, but I was a, I was a teenager who was not the best teenager. And uh, I, I know I gave my mom a hard time with that. I didn't even believe in Jesus during that time. And uh, I know I was, I was very hard. So I want to partner with you guys. But this past Wednesday, I know we're talking about the past, just this past Wednesday, it was the coolest moment I've ever seen Jesus really do within these walls. Um, we had Kenzie come talk, and she talked about owning your own faith. I know it's very, it's very difficult as a student to, as a, as a teenager, to really see your parents and how they believe in Jesus and all, and all these things, and it, it feels, it's easy to feel as if it's not your faith, and it's something that's very much so of like, I have to go to church because that's my ride and I have to go. And um, she talked about owning your faith and how you need, how it's your faith and not your parents' faith and it's yours. And I, I felt as if the Holy Spirit, I, I was really struggling with this um, for about a week. And I was asking God in, in the time of, we did, we did a little prayer, praying over three questions. And I was asking God, like, God, do you really want me to do this in this moment? And it was very awkward. It was very awkward. Ain't, ain't there right some students? It was pretty awkward. Uh, what he had asked me to do was to take, to take the time that we had and to give it to God in the way that we were going to do that. Let him in some imaginative prayer. If you don't know what that is, it's, it's praying, but it's setting up a scene. And it's, I asked him, what, what is the season that you have in your life right now that God has you in this moment? And then if you look ahead, you got a table in front of you and you see chairs all around you. And you got the closest people in your life at this table. And at the head of the table, you have Jesus. And we sat there, and I said, well, we're just going to sit here for about five, four to five minutes. And we're just going to hear, and we're going to sit, listen to some worship music, and just hear what Jesus has to say. 
four to five minutes turned into 40 minutes. And it's not because it was forced, it was because they were willing. And I even gave them the opportunity 10 minutes in. I said, look, I know this has been, this is awkward. This is pretty awkward, but quiet time and special time with that, like that with Jesus is so precious. But if you want to leave and you want to go play football, we've got people out there. You can go play football. Not a single person left. 40 minutes passed. People are crying. People are on their knees. People are speaking, talking to Jesus. People were talking about how Jesus was giving them visions in the, the day before how they knew this was going to happen. People were confessing things that they were struggling with. People were confessing things that they wished that they want Jesus in. All of our leaders were able to go pray with them, able to talk to them and just get the demons out of their life and get Jesus in their life. But the way I want to partner with you guys is the way I kind of see people as, as soil. And whenever you see people as soil, you're seeing, okay, well, there's seeds. Well, you got some seeds that you can plant into people's life. And it can be good seeds, and it can be healthy seeds, or you can be bad seeds. What seeds do you want to plant in your children's life? What seeds do you want to plant in your friend's life? I hope we're trying to plant Jesus in their life. Let's do that. But when I think of, when I think of people about soil, it brings me back to Matthew 13, 3 through 9. And it says, we got it on the screens if you want to read it, or you can pull out your Bibles. It says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil, because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the, sun, the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as has, had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And what I want to talk to you guys about is when you're, when you're growing your students up, when you're trying to pour into them, you're planting seeds, whether you know it or not. It can be good seeds, it can be bad seeds, but hopefully you're trying to plant the good seeds. So when you're planting the good seeds, how do you, how do you get that fertile soil planted with that good seed? How do you grow it? And what I'm talking about is how do you grow the faith with them? How do you grow that faith with inside them that you have planted in them? And I've got three practical ways that I want that I want to dive deeper into. And um, as leaders, <laughs> as leaders of faith in this generation, I hope you guys take practice in this. First point is, if you're taking notes, is show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. What I mean by this is lead by example. It's so easy for us to say, "Hey, son or daughter, just go pray. You'll be all right. Go read your Bible. You'll be all right." or go worship. It's all right. Instead of, no, we need to be the leaders of faith and show them how to worship, show them how to pray, and show them how to read the Bible. We need to show them and not tell them, because it's so easy to tell them, and then they get so confused, and it doesn't feel like their own faith, because they were never taught it. They were just told to go do something. We should go lead and show them how to do it. So when we're in times like this, when we have all the students in this room right now, it's a great opportunity to show them how, what true worship looks like. It's a good opportunity to, how, to show your kids how you worship. We need to be parents and leaders of faith to show them how to worship, show them how to pray, and show them how to read the Bible. The second point is we need to teach. Don't tell. 
Don't tell. Because if you just tell someone to go do something, it's, they're not learning to go do something. It's like if you're trying to learn how to swim and you just throw a kid in the swim and, hey, swim, they're going to drown because you never showed them or taught them how to swim. You need to teach them, show them how to swim, teach them how to pray, teach them how to worship, teach them how to, how to read the Bible. This is very important to do that because when they ever get to high school and they're like, okay, well, my parents just told me to do it. And then I see the other people are just doing the other things. And now they're telling me to go do other things. Well, I'm just going to do what I've always learned to do is go do something that I was told to do. And we don't want that. Because then they start getting those bad seeds of smoking weed, doing all these different things that they, that's not good or healthy for them. So we should show them how to, how to read, how to pray, how to worship, and teach them how, what those things mean. And the last thing, we need to encourage and not force. We need to encourage and not force. For so long, we have, it's, it's just been so much forced upon people. Hey, do you know Jesus? Let me force it on you. No, we need to love people. We need to encourage them. Hey, son, or hey, daughter, we got real life tonight at 7 p.m. Not a plug. We got real life tonight at 7 p.m. Do you want to go? It's going to be a fun time. No, I don't. Okay, well, just let you know it happens next week too if you want to go. Encourage them to go to church. Encourage them to go to Wednesdays or to church. Encourage them to do the good things, to get into their Bible, to get to the worshiping, to get into prayer with God. Because I know it's super easy to, to fall into this trap of, let me just tell you because I, I know how to do it. And if, if, if you, something you struggle with is, is showing them or teaching them, like, come talk to us. Because we want to partner with you guys. And we want to partner with you on how to grow these students up. We want to walk this walk with you. We want to walk this journey with you and with these students. Invite them on the journey with you as well. I think it's okay to be vulnerable with your students. If you don't know how to pray... If you don't know how to do these things, like, tell them, like, hey, I'm not the best at praying. I just know how to talk to Jesus. I promise you, this, your students, your kids will honor that. Your kids will respect that and respect you even more because you're being vulnerable. Whenever you put this, this fake side on, whenever you put the, just like, I've got it all together, in reality, you, you probably don't, and that's okay. Your, student, your kids are not going to look at you weird for, for not knowing. Because I promise you, I'm 21, I'm still trying to figure it out. And I think whenever I'm 35, I'm still going to be trying to figure it out. And I'm going to tell my kids that too. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to turn it to the right or turn it to the left, but we're going to try and tighten this thing. I'm going to be vulnerable with them. And I think they'd respect that. So if you guys could uh, bow your head, close your eyes. I'm going to ask you guys something. I'm going to challenge you guys with something.